Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. What is up, Gypsy Gang? Uh, we're not back with something new necessarily for uh, this. I don't, I don't know. I guess I can't even really call this one an episode. This is just uh, a little bit of audio that I've pulled out. Uh, from the Ozex Open podcast that we did uh, with the guys at Nobby, with the guys at Boost, and the guys at Rival. Uh, so yeah, I thought with everyone doing some holiday drives and all that kind of jazz going on right now, uh, to save people fast-forwarding through the entire uh, podcast, to just to get to Ronnie's bit, I'd uh, put that up like I did with uh, Dean's part of the podcast that he came on uh as always this episode or this i don't know little i don't know bonus deal this little bonus deal is brought to you by the guys at boost mobile uh you can check them out at boost.com.au uh the guys at nobby underwear nobbyunderwear.com.au you can join the nobby nation for 20 bucks a month uh the guys at rival inc being christmas time and new bike season uh you can head to rival inc designco.com and chuck in the code gypsy tales on checkout that's going to give you 15 percent off and while you're at it you can stop at mcas.com.au and you can get like a ton of stuff for road and off-road at crazy uh, prices and again the code gypsy gang all capitals uh, will get you a further five percent off the already marked down prices that those legends are running righto don't forget to give us a follow on the gram at Gypsy Tales Podcast. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can see most of the episodes. I'm still a little bit behind on that. Most of them are up there and a couple of different vlogs that we've done that have been super cool. Uh, so yeah, that just Gypsy Tales Podcast on YouTube. So yeah, hit me up on the gram. Uh, hit the subscribe button on the YouTube and subscribe to iTunes as well, I guess, if you haven't done that. And also, if you do get five minutes uh, to leave a comment or review in a positive way, preferably, I guess, uh, on the uh, on our iTunes page, I think that helps it with like the charts and, and just make it a little bit more visible. We'll dive into this uh, little bit of time with the man, the myth, the legend, Ronnie Mack, a.k.a. Uncle Ron. Yeah, let's talk. 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 Yeah, let's talk.
Uh, so bring, just slide that mic and just bring it as close to your face as you can. Oh, the mic. I thought you said the bike. I'm like, I ain't getting up and getting the bike. Nah, bro. Ronald, what's up? Oh, we're just out here in Oz X Open trying to do our thing, you know? Don't mind going to, yeah, you know, that's the thing. I don't mind going to Australia. I don't like leaving America, but Australia is like kind of a happy medium, you know? I get to get away, see a new country, but it's, more my people than going to Europe or France or some bullshit country like that. I hate frogs too, man. Yeah, I know. They're smelly. Dude, what's up with the security? Are you like a watched guy now like in Australia because of what happened last year? And th- people, people don't know. You actually won. You were doing cross training in the 90s for moto, obviously. And you were doing amateur boxing, and you won a lot of amateur boxing fights. So what happened last year, in my eyes, is kind of bullshit because well, that was a blind. That was like a blind shot on you. You know, it's just typical Ron stuff. I always get, you know, I always get juked out of situations. I actually created MMA, mixed martial arts. I, that, I created that whole thing because when I known. used to box professionally. I used to pull dirty moves all the time. You know, I'd throw a kick in every now and then and a jab, but boom, we'll punch. I'll put you in a headlock. And they said, that's not legal. I said, let's create this thing. And, you know, they took it and ran with it. That was my idea. And, you know, if you want to talk about security guard who tackled me last year, you knew I threw some MMA on him afterwards. You know, that's I put what him I heard as well. headlock. I busted up pretty good. He's all like, oh, Ronnie, please don't kill me in front of my family and my friends. And I said, all right, whatever, you know. I'm a nice guy like that. It was one. I, I got the vibe. It was one of those situations where he said sorry straight away. Oh after yeah. Because you know when like you know you fucked up. Yep. You get that instant like instant regret like. Sh- well, shit. you know I was really. It didn't matter if someone tells me they fucked up or whatever. You know I don't care. I'm still gonna beat your ass. But what what I found out is Carmichael paid him to hurt me, and when I found out that. You know, let's face it, money makes us do stupid things. So I had some compassion for him on accepting the money bribe. And I didn't, you know, at that point, I feel like sparing his life was a good deed for me. So I didn't know day, it is what it is. I didn't know RC had that kind of money these days. RC is rich. Is he still rich? He's got to be, right? He won everything. Maybe. I mean, he even like beat a, me. There's a huge cheating. asterisk there, though, right? Yeah, huge asterisks. I mean, at the end of the day, you won all those championships, but was Ronnie Mack anywhere in the results page? No. 100%. Because if he was in the results page, he'd be number one. And we know. Like, I think the people know, and I think you know that the people know. And is that enough for you? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely enough. You know, everyone comes up and always tells me, you know, I'm number one on the track, 69 in my pants. Mm. It's how it, it goes. Amen. And at the end of the day, if I'm not in the results sheet anywhere, then that means there's always going to be an asterisk next to it. Everyone will say, oh, I'm the champ. I I won for years. Well, guess what? I wasn't there. So, and whatever. Then, and then the only, like, we saw a straight rhythm last year, that was straight sabotage. Oh, it definitely was. I mean, at the end of the day, my talent and my skill, it if I get horny and I can't see because I go blind Mm. like I can't use it to my best so there's certain things that I'm learning over the years and trying to perfect I learn from my mistakes so obviously this year we didn't get to race because I was trying to cure my horniness and I happened to be in the motorhome with some old lady and I missed practice which they said was qualifying so they wouldn't let me race it's like you know what I'm trying to cure my blindness so I can win the race 
Give but, us a show. Yeah, and then now I don't even make it to the main event when I'm way faster than all these guys. It's, it's not fair. I think the people know, though. You know, I you know, mean, look at the crowds you got here. I think the, the people know who really won straight rhythm last year, for starters, who should have beaten RC here again. Yeah, I mean, everybody saw how fast I reeled him in, passed him. If he wants to pull a cheap shot, pay some guy off to tackle me, then that's, you know, that that's his evil, not mine. I just think it is. Uh, it speaks a lot to your character that you did let that security guard live. With well, with your history, well, at the and end you of the know, day, I was, kind of I was blindsided that, by it. You know, if I wasn't so blindsided by it, I would pull the move on, pull a kung fu move on, said, "Nope, can't do that." Boom! But you know, I was focused on racing, not fighting, mm. and that's what he did. I was when when my head was in race mode, he tried to come up and pull a fight on me, and yeah, I wasn't able to respond. Just how it goes. How, I'm not perfect, you know. I do have flaws. You are so close to perfect, though, and I think that's the thing, though. With that's you. what upsets people. You know what I'm? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're so close to perfect. You're. Is it safe to say you're like a beacon of hope of sorts? Well, I mean, a lot of people say beacon of hope or hero or god, but you know, I just I'm I'm Ron. I'm Uncle Ron. I like to come out and have a good time and hang out with people. All these fans here are awesome. You know, I got a bunch of little kids dressed up as me that today and. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not an emotional guy, but yeah, it's, it does make me feel happy. Like, hey, we're doing something right. Because at the end of the day, motocross is about having fun, man. And these guys aren't having fun anymore. Mm. Everybody's so worried about putting their spandex on and going and running 69 miles on a bicycle. Who cares, dude? Let's just have some fun, man. Go tear it up. Is it? Do you think that you are responsible for this new resurgence of fun motocross athletes? He, we saw Villapoto. He he downed a, he downs that champagne. He even made Dunn drink champagne at Straight Rhythm. Well, that's the thing. Like, are you rubbing off on these dudes in more ways than I one? I think so. I'm rubbing off on them. But what the bullshit part of it is now, like the AMA and all the people in America, they they won't let me drink the beers like I normally do and do my thing. That's a problem. Right, it's a problem. But then when Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Dungey does it, it's cool. It's like you know what? I've been drinking beer my whole life. Like, if I want to go and drink a beer, then you shouldn't criticize me for it. But then one of those guys does, and they're gonna clap and act like they're a hero. I've been doing this shit all my life. Whatever. How much is Australia like Oklahoma? Oh, it's nothing like Oklahoma. But, you know, we're a little more chilled out and reserved. But I like the energy here. You know, everybody mm. brings it. They. They want to have a good time. Everybody's excited and wants to go out and party. And that, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's a huge uh, upper for me to come here and, and feel that. Because then I go back home more slow paced, then it can slow down, chill out. But it's cool to come here and, and hang loose with the freaking uh, Australian crowd. Right. So we just had Dayton on. And I just said to Dayton, do you remember when you first met Ron? Because people. I was in the industry back in America. I knew some people and would do some filming, and I'd be paid by the big corporations like Red Bull to go to Trey Kennard's house in Oklahoma. And this was before you decided that you wanted to come out into the public. And we'd go to film Trey Kennard's house. Yeah, Trey Kennard, yeah, Justin Bogle, yeah, Robbie Raynard would be there from yeah. time to time. And then you were legitimately smoking these dudes, but you decided for whatever reason to, to really lay low. Well, that was the thing. How I met Trey Kennard and got out there and got seen by people was I was at the dang uh, Black Hawk Casino 
and uh, I believe Justin's family owns that Bogle. He's an Indian. They own he, is he an Indian? He owns the Indian Casino. Uh. And I was there gambling one day, and I saw him there, and I said, "Hey, I know who you are. I race dirt bikes too. I'm way, way faster, I'm faster than you, obviously. Obviously, and and he he wanted me to prove it. And I'm like, you know, I started talking to him. Whatever. I'm not much for talking. I'd rather show you. So I went out there one day, and um, you know, trade it and invite me out there. I showed up there with Justin, and I, I laid it down. I, I you know, I was going faster than him. So then I kind of had him on my side, right? Like this guy Ronnie's good. We need to take his advice and and train with him. And then uh, there was some jumps that were built out of the track that uh, Trey didn't want to jump. Nobody wanted to jump. Nobody wanted to hit them. And and they came to the casino when I was there gambling, and they said, Hey, you know what? Like, can you please come out and jump some of these jumps? They're too scary and too big for us. And how long was this after you first went to the track? I mean, this was probably about, I don't know, six or nine months after I went out there and rode, Yeah, I'd say. And I get out there, and obviously, like, I'm jumping further and faster than anybody. My speed is incredible. And then that's when Trey Kennard just kind of, like, we had this kind of thing click where anything he was ever scared or nervous about, he'd call his mm. Uncle Ron to have him come test it out first. So is that where the name Uncle Ron really came from? Because you were like this uncle to these guys that were getting paid to race and were doing the whole AMA thing. Yeah. And you were like Uncle Ron that well, was really the helping thing. them. It's like, you know, let's face it, Dad's not cool. Dad's got to be a boss. Yeah, Dad's got to yeah. be mad. He's got to... But He's got to cool say uncle. what's going on. I'm the uncle that's like, hey, man, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm old. Like, let me give you my wisdom. Mm. Let me have some fun with you. I'm going to be your Uncle Ron for the day. And, you know, Trey calls me Uncle Ron, so does Justin. So that's kind of why it stuck. Mm. That makes a lot of sense why that, that, yeah, the whole Uncle Ron thing. And so it was about that time Bogle then starts winning. Go yeah, figure. you know, literally the Canard starts winning. The year Go that figure. I started working with Justin, he won the championship. And after that, obviously everybody comes up to him and says, Ooh, let's do this, let's do that, go train with Ricky Carmichael, or let's go and let's go and get some advice from a real guy, and then it just goes downhill from there. Mm. But, because it's not just the physical, right? It's the mental side. No, it's, it's the, the mental. mental it's just, you. you know, having fun, getting in the right mojo. And that's the thing. It was, like, people don't understand is there's so much more to racing than some chode like Carmichael could tell you. A hundred percent. You know, like there's so much more. And I'm not saying that I'm for everybody, but for a guy like Justin Bogle, maybe I was everything. But you you're know? for winners. He keeps on calling me, want me to work with him again. I'm like, dude, I'm... I've been down that road before, man. You bail out on me once, well, fuck you. And then when did you decide to take this whole thing public? Uh, but, I mean, obviously, how did, like, it, how did it happen? Because you were so low-key for so long. Like, we all knew about you. What happened the, was... Like, the people in the industry obviously knew. What but, happened was the dinged old YouTube started. Uh, and once people saw my speed, they started climbing on board. You know, bandwagoners. Oh, now I'm on board. You know, this guy can ride. Hey, like this, Panther fans. Yeah, this guy can ride. Look at the old man. This is cool, you know? And then I start coming out and racing, and I'm fast, obviously. So people, so people like to see, you know? And I think I... My core audience, I'd say, likes all my shenanigans I get into, too. But at the end of the day, I don't try to be Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Dungey, Carmichael. You know what? Fuck those guys. Whatever. You know, I'm, I'm Uncle Ron. Whether or not I'm in last place or first place, I'm still going to be Uncle Ron. And at the end of the day, you know, if you don't like it, then piss off. 
So you're going over to Townley's uh, for a little bit after this, after you get done winning this weekend. Yep. Have you had much to do with, with Townley? Were you involved in his 08 season where he was really close with Villapoto? Well, you know what's funny is, like, I'd actually met the guy who replaced him in 2008. I met that Jimmy Albertson guy because he lived in Shawnee and wrote at Trey's place, He too. was at Trey's, too, right? And, and he replaced him, and he'd talk about how nice Ben Townley was. Oh, man, what a nice guy. But at the end of the day, I'd tell him, like, be careful. He's still a commie. Yeah. He's still a communist. Watch out. He's, he's being nice to be... And he'd always say, no, 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 he's just a good guy, he's good at heart, or whatever, but, you know, I'm about to see. I'll, I'm going to look him straight in the eye when I get to Australia, or New Zealand, and I'm going to say, hey, man, who are you? What is your deal? And, you know, can I, what, what, what can we do out here? You know, are we going to have a good time? Are we going to do some racing, drinking some beer, or are we going to play this off like Ricky Carmichael and be a bunch of assholes? Can you tell by looking in a man's eye? Oh, for sure. They don't have to say nothing. You just tell by how they stare at you, mm. whether or not they're a good man or not. It's like a dog, you know. If a dog stares you in the eyes, he's a good dog. Mm. If he looks away, you might as well beat that dog to death because he ain't worth a shit. And what did you see when you see Ricky Carmichael's eyes? Oh, he just constantly looking at the ground like a bad dog. Yeah, okay. You he's get a bad that. dog. He might they might call him the goat, but he's more like a bad dog. The goat. What did he you did. think about the goat nickname? Hey, he's what it is, right? Like everybody wants to hop on the goat bandwagon, but you know, I. I just don't like the simple fact that he pulled so much shenanigans on me. Mm. You know, and he's trying to, trying to take me down, knock me down a notch. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, why don't we just go out there and race fair, not try to pull no cheap shots? But isn't it obvious, though, that he just can't beat you straight up? Well, I mean, I think it's obvious to people like me and you, but to the public, it is what it is. You know, people want to go out and they want to say that Carmichael's the greatest of all time. Yes, he's a good racer, but the greatest of all time like that's a pretty big title that when somebody says the greatest of all time they beat all aspects and i'm gonna tell you what i beat him at many more things in life than he beats me mm. and he ain't ever crossed no pond the way that ron has oh no he ain't crossing no pond he ain't freaking jumping he ain't jumping as far as me that's for sure you know i ain't he ain't going as fast as me it's just, it is what it is. Dude, how about that, uh, the jump that you did with the Nitro boys? Because I remember Travis telling me, I don't know if you got enough credit for well, just yeah, how was, hard you hit, had to hit that thing. I mean, I think it ended up being like you know, 188 feet. I'd jung bigger than that by quite a bit more. And, you know, they all looked at me like I was silly. They were like, hey, you know, you don't. You don't know what you're doing out here. We're worried about you casing the jump. We're worried about you landing in the helicopter. It's like, yeah, whatever. Just let me jump it. I told him, I go, I got to hit 69 miles per hour. And we put the speedometer on the bike. I hit it at 68 miles per hour. But I think, I think that the speedo was off. It, it felt more like 69. To I was going to say, like, if anyone knows what 69 feels like, it's wrong. Yeah, you know, it feels good for both sides. Exactly. 69 feels good for everybody. So <laughs> that's the thing. Like, yeah, you show up there and everybody wants to preach advice. Like, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. But then the day I go big. That's what I do for a living. So piss off. And did you tell Travis, like, hey, bro? Because we talked about this with Travis on the podcast that you actually were the one that shaped the lip at Castillo Ranch that he calls the million-dollar jump. So what did Travis do wrong in that jump? Because you told him what to do, right? 
At the end of the day, he wasn't on a screaming eagle. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't can judge what's going to gonna water, happen right? on a banana bike piece of shit. I can only judge what's going to happen on my screaming eagle. Mm. And, you know, obviously, the bike doesn't go fast enough. And my bike does. So I told him, he asked what gear I was hitting it in. And I said, oh, yeah, I hit it in first gear. Well, he tried to hit it in first gear, and he didn't even jump halfway up it. You know, because he's not on a screaming eagle. Mm. He's on some piece of shit banana bike trying to do stunts that are way above his ability. And that's what's the tough part. I think that's why the industry won't accept me is because I make everything look so easy mm. that all their athletes get hurt when they try to do my things, and then they, they have no sport after that. Because you might be the only dude in the industry if people, if the industry, like, really recognizes and, like, lets you do your thing then you might be the only person on the gate ever. Because we always talk about, like, quads and shit in Supercross, right? Oh, he hit the quad. Yeah. But you were the first dude ever to do a quintet, and then yeah. the AMA banned quintets altogether. Oh, I know. It's terrible, man. I, I go five everywhere. It ain't no big deal. And that's the thing. Like, there's all these rules and standards that are set into place because of me, that I, and they won't even let me race anymore because... All the stuff that I do, and they like, they like to make excuses like, "Oh, you can't ride with that face helmet," or "Your bike's too old." It's like, no, the excuse is I'm too fast. That's yeah. That's bottom line is they don't want people beating their star athletes, and they know they can't tame me. I'm not no puppy dog bitch. I ain't gonna go there and do what you say. So they just x me out completely, which I understand. I get it, but I do what I do. They do what they do. Could you imagine where Supercross track design would have gone if you raced Supercross? Oh, I mean, I think the competition in general would just be at a way higher level than where they're at right now. Let's face it, people want to talk about the Bubba Scrub, how that was the revolutionary thing. Like, now everybody's doing the Bubba Scrub, right? We're freaking, what, about probably 14 years later, everybody's Bubba Scrubbing now. Well, you know what? I think the air wheelie's just as critical as the Bubba Scrub. 100%. And, you know, everyone wants to act like it's not a tool that's used to go faster and everyone wants to cut me down and say oh that's not how you're supposed to ride but it's just all politics at that point everyone's trying to bring me down they want to pump up the bubba and the bubba scrub but they don't want to pump up ronnie mack and the air wheelie because you did like wind tunnel wind tunnel testing right on the eagle for sure and that's how you actually figured out well yeah it's science at that point you know read it in a book any day of the week it's freaking science it's fast it's speed and that's what wins races is speed what do you still love about dirt bikes ron after all Uh, i mean at the end of the day if you're on two wheels you're living man and minus the bullshit politics of racing supercross motocross whatever get yourself on two wheels it's something that i think every person should experience once in their life at least there's nothing like it i'm uh you know i'm gonna get deep on you it's just something that your soul craves and unless you felt that feeling you don't understand it but all two-wheel people do yeah totally i i definitely i feel like when i watch your style and then when i watch you ride to me it seems like a man that is just trying to express that feeling right Well, that's the thing like i remember when i was younger my father was not very good to me you know he's actually my stepdad who was the one that got me into racing and he was very rude and mean and 
he'd hit me every now and then when I wouldn't do good because I wouldn't listen to the advice. I wouldn't be a cookie cutter. I wasn't going to go out and do whatever it was. I was going to do me. And at the end of the day, you know, that might have scarred my relationship with him, but I feel like it made me a better man. And it, you know, now the speed that I can show comes from me just doing my own thing all the time. Did you ever think you'd be in the position you are now to inspire millions and millions of dirt bike riders? I mean, not at all. At the end of the day, what I do is not, definitely not, um, not for everybody. And I don't blame people like, oh, well, Ronnie, you need to cool it on the I eat ass. Or, you know, my kids can't see that. Or you try to be more PG-13. You know what? I'm not going to try to be anything. I'm just going to express what I'm doing. And you know what? If you like it, you don't, whatever. It's me. So at the end of the day, I feel like I'm setting an example for the kids. Be yourself, man. Don't try to be somebody else. Because guess what? That spot's taken. So just be yourself. Amen, Ronnie. What can we expect from you this weekend, bro? We'll wrap it up with this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I want to go out there and win, but sometimes you don't. I know I'm going to drink a lot of beer, and I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to have more fun than anybody. I'm going to drink more beer than anybody. So, then the day, I win no matter what. Well, the Gypsy Tales podcast just won massive with Ronnie Mack making an appearance. It's been too long since I've seen you. I got I got locked up in jail the last time I tried to hang out. Oh, with you. I know, so how, I know, that was scary. That's how dangerous you I are. Know. We're not even joking. We're, yeah, Ronnie Mac is so dangerous that when the last time I tried to hang out with him, I ended up in jail for you two days. You can't put that on your your visa. You you're gonna hang out with me because that's an automatic ban. Yeah, they wouldn't let me in. They don't like it. Ronnie, thanks for come coming uh, to the Supercross. Thanks for hanging out on the podcast, bro. All right, we'll, uh, we'll be watching as always, and uh, we'll drink some PBR. Sounds good, buddy. It's my pleasure. You! Right on, dude. Thanks, brother. Fucking good to see you, dude. Always good to see you, man. Where are you guys getting out of? Oh, we're just downstairs. We got our own little room. So come on down. Hang out. I got a room here. Let's see. Did you bring TV out? They have it. Damn, earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have it. Yeah, they have it. Yeah, I got a bunch of 16. The tall boys. That's sick. That's bad news for me. Yeah, I know. That extra four ounces will get you. Did your brother come? Oh no, he's got the facility going on. So like, I didn't want to, like, honestly, you can't wait to have a few weeks. Like, it's fucking Oh, wait, everyone, we gotta get you some new undies. Oh, yeah. what's this? It's new undies, bro. Uh, undies, alright. <laughs> <laughs> can't lose. Alright, dude, I'll talk to you after. Alright, that's good. Alright. That's it. I'm trying to get a All right, YouTube land, thank you very much for listening and the people that gathered. Um, If you're listening to this in front of us now, you can uh, follow the podcast on Instagram at Gypsy Tales Podcast. Uh, We do a lot of these, one every week. Um, Normally it's in the studio, not at the Supercross track. Uh, And you can download these on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, Just search Gypsy Tales Podcast. Uh, Thank you very much to... The guys at Nobby, uh, this whole thing is because of them. Uh, this was their activation spot for the Supercross this weekend. They gave it to us and said, boys, do your worst. And uh, so far, we've done our worst, and it's been extremely fun. Also, thank you to the guys at Boost Mobile. This is literally streaming live to YouTube in HD on a Boost Mobile SIM card that you can buy anywhere for $2. We've hotspotted it to our computer and we're streaming live. 
Uh, also, a massive thank you to the guys at Rival Inc. Uh, you can head to their website and type in the code GYPSYTALES for 15% off store-wide. Uh, I'm actually going to read this out because the stuff that they do, these, these guys are fucking awesome. Um, they're really, really good people. Their quality, the product, the thing with the, the whole bike graphics thing is that the quality is actually everything. Like, you can do a really, really good job or you can do a really shit job. Uh, and the guys at Rival, they they like literally invent technology that goes into these graphics so they do custom mx graphics plastics they do graphics installs seat covers and accessories and they ship direct to your door worldwide so a massive shout out to those guys uh, we're really stoked uh to have them on board with this weekend and then going forward um so yeah, really, really, really stoked to, to have those guys on board. So thank you to all of our sponsors. Nobby, you can head to the Nobby, uh, you can head to Nobby, nobbyunderwear.com.au. I'm tripping out here. It's been too long. Um, and if you're here tomorrow at Supercross, we're going to give you some undies too. Uh, but yeah, nobbyunderwear.com.au, uh, $20 a month gets you... Uh, a new pair of undies shipped to your door every week and uh, every month sorry and uh, their stuff is is honestly amazing um, that's why that's why we've really extended our partnership with those those guys because the quality of the product is so so good um, and yeah we're, we're excited that those guys want to continue to work with us it's a really awesome partnership so thank you very much for watching it was a very very loose and random podcast uh, but I had fun as always so if you've been watching this on YouTube thank you very much if you're listening on iTunes really appreciate it we'll be back tomorrow for another live podcast live from Oz X Open uh, I'm not sure if there are still tickets available but if you're in Sydney and you're a fan of the podcast then you need to um, just jump on jump online see if you can get yourself a ticket and uh, make it happen it's, uh, it's an awesome weekend this is one of the best weekends of the year for mine so Thanks very much, guys. I appreciate it.